This is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, exclusively on the Bun 2.0, KBUNFM 104.5. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors is sponsored by DS Beverages, Paul Bunyan Country's distributor of Anheuser-Busch products, and by Bonded Lock and Key, your home for Liberty Safes. Well, we're checking in with Bro Brosdahl today, who is hanging out in Detroit, Michigan, for the Ultimate Fishing Show. Wow. Uh, Bro, what is the Ultimate Fishing Show? The Ultimate Fishing Show is uh, the largest uh, outdoor or fishing show in the world. It's the biggest one they have anywhere and. It's basically their ice fishing kickoff, but they have open water stuff too. Um, it's I got introduced to it through the sponsors. They wanted me to go check it out, and I did. And then uh, some of the people running the show wanted me to be there to do seminars. And surprisingly, they're hungry for it. I mean, the the audiences are huge, and there's so many different stages. But uh, for instance, today when it opens, it opens at one. <clears throat> Uh, three o'clock. Kevin Van Dam is in his boat uh, on a man-made lake inside the building. <laughs> wow! So it's a little. It's a, basically it's like a pool full of rainbow trout, and uh, he's going to be up there doing a seminar from the front of his boat. And uh, other pros have done it too. I've actually done uh, seminars from that area, and I think I caught the most using my ice fishing stuff. Nice. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I caught. Uh, if I remember right, this about three, four years ago, I got eight rainbows before he he came up there, and most of the people would get maybe one or nothing. But you can't beat ice fishing equipment. <laughs> That's right, you can't. Um, no. <laughs> so, uh, how long does this show run? It starts today, a Thursday, goes Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and. Um, it's kind of neat. You get a kind of a Great Lakes flavor to it because uh, Erie is Lake Erie, which is a big fishery. It doesn't always freeze, but when it does, you can't even you can't find any ta- ice tackle around this whole area because it just sells out. But uh, uh, you know, Lake Erie, Sinclair is one of their perch destinations here, and that's a giant body water the size of Malax, maybe bigger than Malax, and then um, Lake Simcoe just across the border in Windsor, Canada, just past Windsor, I should say, uh, is a perch fishing destination. And uh, it's one of those, it's kind of like your, uh, well, a cross between Winnie and Devil's Lake. Okay. Um, natural lake, but it kicks out perch up to two pounds. And uh, so they got kind of a unique fishery uh, all around this area. And, you know, population's higher. You know, there's uh, 9 million people within... I want to say about a hundred miles of the area, so they have quite a um, a base for for selling product and uh, kind of a sleeper show that's uh, slowly becoming huge. Uh, more vendors that you would see at the St. Paul Ice Show are starting to show up here, and uh, it's uh, it's it's worth the the trip and very viable. But it, really nice crowd, super nice people, super laid back. Okay, and um, and you're there representing who this week? Uh, Frabel, Northland, Aquaview, Humminbird, and uh, Fish Monkey Gloves. Okay. Uh, and that's not all my sponsors, but they're the ones that are part of the Bro Road Show, which is a fancy name for me going to the road to meet people in person at stores. And uh, so I, I, I set my guide hat down, and I put on my promotional hat. <laughs> but it's a lot of fun, and it's a nice little change-up. And I get to see some countryside, and uh, you know, after the year, years go by, you start – you start knowing people all over the place, and then uh, 
you start seeing them around. I've seen people who, you know, fish our area. Uh, when I was in uh, Illinois, I've seen people from our area that in northern Wisconsin, and people get around. Uh, and a lot of people from our area actually go fish this area in the spring when we're still frozen and and the walleye season's closed and our ice is getting kind of punky. There's a lot of people that migrate out to fish the Detroit River. That's the Lake Erie walleye run. Uh, when Rainy River closes and all that stuff, or even before that, um, there's usually tournaments scheduled here. The FLW Walleye Tour, the National Walleye Tour, uh, Masters Walleye Classic all go there because they get giant weigh-ins, you know, averaging 28 inches. Oh, yeah. Um, and then and you always see those uh, 12, 13-pounders that show up on the scales. But it's a kind of a neat thing, and, you know, it's a long ways away, but... If you travel a lot, you'll know what I, what I'm saying when I say this. It's not that long away because it wasn't that long ago. Very few people would drive to Lake of the Woods from the Twin Cities, and now they do it for a day. Yeah. And, uh, so it's uh, this is you know, like going uh, a little farther than Lake of the Woods from southern Minnesota. You know, once you um, it's it's about twelve hours, thirteen hours from from our area, and mm-hmm. uh, with good roads, it's great. But uh, it's a it's a good show. Uh, it's always been a, the biggest show, but now it's this is kind of their ice kickoff. And uh, I brought cold weather with me. They've had warm weather. They have hardly any snow, which is not the case in our our area. Nope. We we uh, uh, I've heard many people in my area. In um, you know, I live in uh, Max, but people at the Mini Mart coming through, going up to Red Lake. Um, or people fishing Winnie are just saying that the lakes are ruined all winter. And um, But I just got a report. I talked to a fellow that that knows a guy that was snowmobiling along the shores of Walker Bay and went out by Sand Point, walked out, drilled a hole, and found two inches, and then immediately got out of there. He wasn't in real deep water, but it goes to show you after all of that weather, all that cold weather, and how what an insulator snow is. So, no um, kidding. It's just like early ice. If you're going to go, you got to drill or or chisel your way out. Even though there's snow and there's slush on top, you can't just blindly go. Uh, and then uh, and I say this all the time, and I don't mean nothing by it, but four wheelers with tracks look good in a showroom. They're no match for slush. <laughs> you might be able to go through four feet of uh, or three feet of uh, snow, but when you hit slush, it's you're, you're, you're stuck. Those things get so stuck, so buried. It takes a crew of people to get them out, and uh, it's just it's just not worth it. But a snowmobile, a long track sled, if you can find one in the area, you might have to. Uh, you know, I was over at Bemidji Sports Center. I think they sold just about everything they had. Oh, really? <laughs> whether, wow. Yeah, whether it was Skidoo, Pol- Polaris, or Yamaha, if it had a long track, it went out the door. And uh, good year for sleds and. And in the past, you know, you'd have a lot of uh, options when you walked into a shop like that. Now they're carrying one or two of the big machines, and uh, which is the stuff that we're all interested in for ice fishing. But it's time to look at long track sleds again. And if you hit slush, you just hit the throttle and you you build a snowman behind your uh, your sled. You're you're out of there quick. <laughs> You know, uh, I did. I, I had noticed uh, our usual nice big village on Lake Bemidji uh, basically deserted this year. There's not much going on out there. No, we call it trapdoor ice. Yeah. If you if you're walking along and you hit it, it's like a trapdoor. You fall through. Uh, 
you know, there's snow out there, there's slush, there's a layering system, and some areas by shore might have six inches, eight inches. Other areas might have 13. But we know, we all know, anybody who's driven by Bemidji knew there was open water right about the time that snow hit, and uh, and then it froze up, and then we got snow on it. So let's just say that it's preserved the way it was left. Yeah. And, uh, if you're going to go and you go through, it's because you didn't drill the whole way or you didn't check, and that's the that's the pain with it. There's a lot of people that won't. They wait till someone else goes, then they then they take their machine or they drive. And vehicle traffic is is limited to Red Lake and Lake of the Woods. But I also, uh, you know, it, and I know Bemidji people are just crazy about fishing, just like I am. Mm-hmm. Whenever I do seminars, I do a show of hands, and this is for Minnesotans, period. Uh, how far will you drive? And I'll start with a half hour, hour, two hours, ten hours. And, you know, in Minnesota, everybody's hands are still up at ten hours. For a good <laughs> fishing trip, they'll drive. And so there's other destinations. If If you don't feel like walking and drilling the whole way before you bring your machines or your house, um, Go, you know, you got the Lake of the Woods. Uh, they have roads plowed out there. I'm hearing that there's no room. If you get there mm-hmm. late, you won't get a spot, and you, they'll close the road because there's a, there's only so much capacity. And then, um, so there's multiple roads. But I'm uh, hearing reports on uh, Devil's Lake. Uh, they got a lot of snow, but uh, in some areas of Devil's Lake, that people are using vehicles, uh, 23 inches of ice near different areas, but. By all means, you got to check. Oh yes, just blind. Don't blindly go uh, drill a hole. Uh, but they got deep snow. But snow without slush is easy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Try your machine when there's slush, or your uh, your vehicle somewhere close, and you'll see. It's wheels are not designed for ice fishing. They're, <laughs> you know, so um, dust off that sled that you haven't had to use because Minnesota we've had it pretty easy for the last. 12 years except for last year and this year and we've had some other snow but uh um there are places and devil's Lakes is probably about three and a half hours from um from bemidji area and and it's not just that like the the surrounding lakes so there there are they're close neighbors so let, let's lean on them if you have to if you want to scratch that itch and you've been up to lake of the woods or red lake you know uh and then malax uh, talking to uh some of the guides down there they're still using four-wheelers in some areas on Mille Lacs. And so if you got a four-wheeler and not a sled, go down there and catch and release walleye. So they are getting a few big perch that they can keep. And if you're lucky, if you catch 20, 25 walleyes, you might get the right kind you can keep. Uh, you're allowed one walleye. And uh, I was down there for a photo shoot, and there's it, a lot of activity. There's always fish swimming around, and it's kind of a neat thing. And if you ever fished it in the past, Now's the time to go again because you can actually get around. But um, if you can uh, and you want to fish area lakes, uh, get a get a, a a millennial, put a chisel in his hand and some uh, some ice picks and a life jacket, and have him chisel his way out. And then once you know, then you go. <laughs> and once you make them tracks, you know as well as I do. After you make tracks or you move around through the snow, it becomes hard. You yeah. Know? then your, your snowmobile stays on top. And that's what I've been doing for my guiding is uh, I got areas where there's good ice, but just that, that real mucky stuff. And I, I floor it through there, and I make what I call sidewalks, travelways, and I'll just drive back and forth 
not too much. I don't want to make too many spots for everybody, but I make a few spots so I can get around with my clients. And the next day, it's just like a sidewalk. Just don't step off it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Light gear, don't drag a house behind your sled until you've checked out the area. Uh, if you have a a great big fish house, uh, it's, it's you might as well throw a boat anchor behind your snowmobile and drag you down. Um, just put stuff in your rack and go. Yeah. You mentioned Red Lake. I mean, there's been so much winter activity on Red Lake the last few years to begin with. And now yes. with with limited areas elsewhere, i got to imagine they're just really getting a lot of pressure on that lake. It's packed in there tight, and some of the resorts aren't letting um, people out with fish houses. There are a few. Uh, call before you go. They mm-hmm. might tell you that they're just keeping it for themselves. Uh, what's happening is there's just not not – not every place is allowing it. And Lake of the Woods, I heard estimates of uh, three to 3,500 houses going down the roads. Well, you know, you get on Adrian's Road or or some of the other roads, I don't know if you could fit more than 1,200 houses down that road. And, and if you'd even want to even go fishing that day if there's 1,200 houses down that road. Literally, I think if you're if you're a few few layers in, I don't think anything could get you get near you yeah. i think it's cleaned up before it makes it through the gauntlet but uh you know on lake of the woods when they plow the new stretch of road there's always people wait because oh. <laughs> that's always the best bite more of the great outdoors with kev jackson next on paul bunyan country outdoors Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors is sponsored by DS Beverages and Bonded Lock and Key. Don't forget to check us out online at kdunsportsradio.com. Click on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. We're also on Facebook and Twitter, and you can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. My guest today is Bro Brosdahl, outstanding guide, both hard water and soft water. I'm curious as to how the economy, the fishing economy, is this winter with, uh, you know, less ability to just get out there on a whim. Oh, it's 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 terrible. Uh, I I feel terrible for the uh, local bait shops and um, you know, especially some of our local favorites. You know, like uh, Northwoods and in destinations and uh, Timberline. I think Timberline is doing great because they got Red Lake, Leech Lake, and there are a few roads on Black Duck. But uh, there are people making it, and the the crazy people like me and you, we're gonna go. We're going to go out there. I'm going to have an auger in hand. I'm going to drill my way out there, and then and then go out there. It's it's a lot more work, but then if next time you go, you got a hard spot. It's sure. everywhere that anybody's traveled is good. So it's really taken a, a hit on some of these shops, and their um, their losses are are really heavy. and uh, And it doesn't happen that often, but um, they're they're. They're losing money on the bait, but definitely, if you're thinking about buying something for outdoors, whether it's fishing or hunting, go support the shops now. Because summertime, they'll have plenty of people around. But now's the time you support them. If you don't support them, they could go away, and then we all lose. Right. I, I got to think also. Um, it's, it can't be a great year for you know people who maybe were thinking they were going to buy one of those big fancy fish houses this year. Maybe they didn't yeah. buy them this year now. Well, then there's there's a lot of people that pulled the trigger just a little bit too soon, and yeah. these houses are averaging 
uh, they used to average ten to fifteen thousand. Now there's a lot of twenty-five thousand dollar houses because heaven forbid you you can't get one without a generator hookup and a, a place to sleep and a kitchenette. Right. <laughs> uh, you got to have that an air conditioner. So air conditioner is how every guy convinces their wife to, that they could buy one and use it in the summer. Um, but yeah, there's there's we're seeing new price prices too. We've seen houses up to uh, fifty eight thousand uh, dollars out there, just wow. big Taj Mahals. But yeah, this is a good year to buy houses. Actually, I would imagine there's going to be a, a whole bunch of them. But always remember, doesn't matter what you're looking at. Look at the bottom of the house if it's all rusty. Let someone else buy it. Uh, some houses get used a lot. Some of them go up up and down frost heaves and uh there's a whole bunch of uh whole bunch of uh beat up houses out there and there's some good ones too if they're well made from the beginning you don't have a worry but if you look under them and they're just a rust bucket let someone else adopt that problem that set of problems but uh you know that's uh that's one thing i've i've seen out there is is uh some of them weren't built to last right right um, uh, but they're, they're still a nice home base, and uh, generally, do you have to have the house right where you fish? I mean, we all know that they're not very portable. They're about as portable as uh, getting there, you know, an hour late. Uh, set them up somewhere near shore where you can get, and then then take your machines and go. They're just a great base camp, and uh, sure, or support the local cabins. There's plenty of cabins and. But to give you an idea how many people have gone up to Lake of the Woods, the uh, Holiday Gas Station in town ran out of gas, out of 87. Wow. Uh, in town because there were so many people coming through. They still had uh, 91, but they ran out of 87. And, you know, these are, they're not, they don't, uh, they're not equipped or they don't know they're going to have that many people come through. You can't predict this kind of stuff. No. But yeah, you got people hungry to ice fish, and, and and a couple places to do it. And like I said, the, the numbers of ice anglers in the last five years has uh, got to be at least doubled from what we typically have seen in the past. Maybe more than that. Oh, absolutely. Uh, when I was guiding, I, I was looking, and I'd see people coming down the road with a pulling a great big rig in sideways snow, and I'm like, they're crazy. And then I had to remember, I'm out there too, guiding people, but <laughs> um, but pulling. Big tandem axle rigs that catch the wind down icy roads. Uh, they're crazier than I am because if it's if it's blowing, I'd rather just have a, a portable and, and find a, sh- a shoreline facing the wind. And we got so many lakes in the area. Um, there's always a place to tuck out of the wind. You see it in tournaments. You, know, you get a heavy northwest wind. Everybody's on the west side of Bemidji. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get uh, you get any an east wind. Well. Then they're in Lavinia area, but there's always a place to tuck away, and and uh, and fishing's just in our blood up here, and um, you know so. And there's people walking out, but Bemidji is big enough body of water where a lot of people aren't gonna want to walk out to the bars and and the, the fishing areas, uh, you know. So it's and I think it was everybody's got a four wheeler or side by side, um, you know. But that's that's time to start looking at at snowmobiles yeah well yeah i mean it's it has been an unbelievable year not just on the water as far as the snow goes just in general um a lot of people have had to make a lot of adjustments to what they typically do in the winter because we don't see that kind of snow very often 
No, we don't. We we hardly ever see that kind of snow. It's a it's a rare thing, you know, to have uh, those those snowstorms one after another, and then also drifting snow. And the drifted snow really makes a mess out of things. It uh, you know, snow is the great insulator, but out there there are areas better than others. Um, you know, the places that froze up early, the shallower bodies of water are are doing a lot better than the deeper lakes. Uh, tread carefully on any water that's deep. And Bemidji's a deep lake. We have a lot more water flowing in the creeks, a lot more water in the lakes, because we had, who did we have, 17 days of rain straight last fall? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's a real mess out there. Um, but there are some places that are better than others, and I'd love to tell everybody, but then I'd probably see everybody there. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. There's not a lot of places, I could tell you that. And there's a lot of retired people that are thinking about going somewhere warm. But we know that as the weather gets below zero, it kind of permeates through the top of the snow and starts making a crust. And if we don't get another big dumping, we might be able to uh, fix up a lot of a lot of the lakes. But there's always going to be those surprise areas. So before anybody starts driving after after a while here, you know, uh, slush pockets will exist the whole winter. Right. Um, e- even if we get good ice, and we've we've been here before. We've had deep snow and we've had slush. And uh, as winter progressed, we, we froze up, especially the areas where the water rose the highest to reach the top of the snow. Those areas are going to have three feet of ice after this sub-zero weather we've had. But other areas are going to still have slush and eat wheels. So if you have a truck out there and you go down, it's uh, it's a mess. Yeah. Before we wrap it up, let's talk a little bit about the show once again. Are you seeing any new and interesting things uh, in the fishing industry while you're there? Well, when I when I'm here, we get a little different uh, little different style of fishing. They have these Russian spoons over here, which are the hooks are bent out. And they don't. Some of them don't have a barb and a little bead. It's a little spoon with a bead, and their their whole thing is on St. Clair. They're fishing a lot of three to eight feet of water, and with a hook set, the fish come up, flop on the ice, and fall off the hook. And it's just a di- little different fishing than than we're so used to treble hooks. And then you're digging the treble hook out of the out of the fish. And uh, you know, here it's uh, there's there's uh, all kinds of that that Russian hook, and then as far as uh, uh, buckets mm-hmm. uh, here, they're they're used to fishing on buckets because they don't have the as cold a weather, and uh, they have buckets designed with electronics attached to them. So they have a, physically a bucket with a depth finder, a camera, and their <laughs> rods in it. They walk around with a bucket, sit on it, and look at their machine. So they're they're very technological, but they're doing a lot of foot travel on the lakes when they have less ice in. And so I'd say the the bucket thing came out of the tournaments. Wow. The ice fishing tournaments. And that's a lot of people are equipped with that, that the the quick bucket militia, you know. And uh, but they do have electronics on them, so it's 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 not it's not caveman stuff. But one thing I do notice here too, and you start getting a Simcoe, everybody's got a winch on their sled. And uh and I, so I've been paying attention the last couple of years, and I haven't seen a winch on anybody's sled in Minnesota, <laughs> other than the occasional uh, 
one. I seen one up at Lake of the Woods, and he had one behind his seat that he could put on the front. But you should consider putting a winch on your sled when you got extreme conditions, uh, especially. It'll be a good gift for your father or your your parents if they're going to be fishing is to have a way they could pull out without straining and having a heart attack. Um, you know, uh, the it's you can get them. You don't have to get a name brand. You can just get uh, get a fancy one, a Warren winch, or you can get a go over to the you know the the farm and fleet style stores and and get one and just make it so you can put it on the front or back of a sled, hook it up to your battery and. Uh, and then you just need a T-bar to drop down the hole, which is just a, a straight bar with a loop on it okay. so that uh, you could drop it under the hole and hook it up underneath, and uh, you could pull yourself out without having, you know, the hurt, hurting the, the ticker. Right. That's always good. <laughs> yeah, they get a lot of slush. They do get a lot, of, lot more slush over here annually than we do. So they a, a winch on a sled is just you see it more as you get towards Simcoe. Okay. Um, do you have any uh, spots available for guiding yet this winter, since you're not going to share yeah, where those I, I, hot spots are? I do, and it's going to be based on our, if we get any more snow, I'll, I'll uh, if I have a trip planned with you, uh, I might suggest you go to Florida or something. But anyway, <laughs> I still do, and uh, and it's going to be based on weather. But, yeah, just give me a shout. Uh, uh, go to brosguideservice.com or follow me on uh on Facebook, uh, Instagram, or Twitter, and uh, we could hook something up. And, and think to open water also. I'm going to have a, a new Ranger boat from Bemidji Marine ready to roll, and it's going to be sweet. All right. And, and I know that uh, you've already been posting some videos from the Ultimate Fishing Show, so people can check that out if they uh, follow you on Facebook. Absolutely. We're in uh, uh, we're in uh, the Nuge's backyard, uh, Ted Nugent, uh, the Motor City Madman. Hopefully we'll see him at the show, and this is Motown, so it's, it's kind of interesting. It's a lot of history here. Uh, you know, the Ford plant's not too far from us. There's just the GM building's not too far from here, and it's kind of neat, you know, seeing this place. But definitely follow the adventures online, and trust me, everybody, I'll be fishing again very soon. I just have to do a little work. <laughs> yeah, every now and then you got to do some work, right? You do. you gotta, you got to talk about fishing, not just do it. Right. Brian Brobrosdahl does an excellent job of talking about fishing. Glad to have him on the show today. Bro, thanks a lot, and uh, we'll be checking in with you soon. Uh, good luck, and don't forget your picks. This has been Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Hear it exclusively on KBUNFM 104.5, Thursdays at 1240 and Saturday mornings at 8.